Hello and welcome to Forex Overland, the adventure travel inspiration podcast. This podcast is done in association with BF Goodrich Tires. We're very grateful to them for their support. I would like to introduce you to Paul Marsh. Paul is um, hes a difficult chap to describe. Many of my YouTube followers will know him quite well. He is a, an exceptionally talented individual when it comes to building overland trucks. Um, he's built countless of them for clients all over the world. He's based in Cape Town, used to be based in England, and um, he's been with me on many of my trips. And often when we're on a trip, we'll start talking about something in the car and then I'll say hey you know we, we, we should actually record this so we will then turn on a camera turn on a microphone and often do it at the campsite and we'll talk about all kinds of stuff when it comes to overland expedition type travel and he has experience um, more experience than I think anybody else I know he's crossed most of the continents of the of the globe in four drive vehicles he does a lot of these um antique no vintage car vintage car rallies sydney to london rallies and things like this where he's the backup i think he's not just a backup backup mechanic but he's he's a lot more than that his ability to fix broken things on vehicles is legendary so today what i, I thought we would do is um Play back one of those that um, some of you on YouTube may have, have watched this. But Paul and I were sitting around a campfire. You can actually hear the crackle of the fire in the background. And we started talking about how to handle refuse. When you, you, know, you, you generate a lot of rubbish, mostly packing material, when, on, um, uh, you know, when in the middle of nowhere. And the trouble is you have to take it with you. But if you're going to take it with you, how do you stop it smelling? etc etc how do you stop wild animals getting to it and there are lots of things to consider so paul and i um are sitting around the campfire uh, talking about these things we often um well, one of us either paul or myself we mention the truck that we're driving i'll just give you a little bit of insight into that truck this is a toyota land cruiser 79 series that's the kind of a quaily boxy shape pickup uh, the 79 is the dual cab so it's a four-door five-seater we had a canopy on the back we had a rooftop tent on the canopy and we were at the time in namibia i hope you enjoy the show after a couple of days camping and collect in wild areas where you're not passing towns which to me is the best kind of overlanding yes exactly you collect a, a lot of refuse and i want to talk a little bit about what do you do with it? How do you handle it? How do you stop it smelling? How do you carry it? And well, you we, should uh, take. You should always carry it. Don't ever think you leave it behind. Oh, you never leave. Oh, good point. I mean, never, never bury leave it. it behind. You, you, you do not leave it behind, and you never bury it. I mean, particularly in Africa, you bury it, and the hyenas and the jackals will dig it up. You might as well have just scattered it about. So it's an absolute no, no, no to bury your refuse. But how do you carry your refuse on on you your know, trips? I, I use a bag during the day. And at night when you're opening up tins and you're emptying stuff which you've got liquid in that are going to smell, I, I light a fire and I burn it. Mm. Because at the end of the end of the morning when the fire's cooled down or before we go to sleep and we kill the fire and douse it with sand and make sure it's not live, I'll shake out the coals and take collect the tins and any foil that's left over mm. and that I'll take with me. Yes. Because that, that actually is easy to carry. Yes. You know, 
a bin bag on the back of your spare wheel is a great idea, or something you can throw it in, is just perfect. Well, I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, burn burn the smelly rubbish. Um, and why? And to keep the yeah. Hmm? Why? I mean, why do we burn it? Stop smelling and stop it rotting. Well, that's true, but actually, it doesn't detract animals. And doesn't attract that true. Doesn't attract yeah, you'd never, you'd no, never leave any food in your tent. Yes. Because that's really um, a big, big no-no for any animals that come through and you're sleeping with food in your tent. And certain areas you wouldn't even take oranges in. The elephants love it. Elephants are a bad news when orange with citrus fruit. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll turn your car over for it. I've seen mm. elephants mm. wreck, wreck camps. And, mm. In fact, I've chased an elephant out of one of uh, the camps in Savuti when I was working there. Mm. He was trying to open uh, a trommel I had with oranges in years ago, and, and we then realised. Was that Baby Huey? That was Baby Huey. Oh, I've got a long Huey, story about Huey. Baby Huey. Oh man, Huey was something else. During our expedition in 1987, when we crashed the Range Rover, Gwyn, it's a long story. I've written about it, but to cut it short, Gwyn rode in the back of the Land Cruiser that were carrying Baby Huey's tusks. No, really? They had finally decided that Baby Huey was a disaster and that they had right. to do something and they, and, and they shot him. You know, but they transported his tusks and we had heard about, for years, we'd heard about Baby Huey and the this, this terrible, terrible things he was doing to he people and tents and he was rolling cars and stuff. And eventually we met his tusks, on these bloody tusks on the day. back. It was very it was sad, sad. that was 87. You know, I was showering in one of the shower blocks and there was a little air brick through the wall. The next thing, my shower dried up. I look up and there's Huey's trunk through that. <laughs> now wrestling my, my shower back from Huey, who's got his trunk sucked uh, firmly on the shower. Uh, that would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. But yes, back to rubbish. Uh, back to rubbish. Yes, stop talking rubbish. Um, <laughs> I like, I really like, and I've seen some some made in the United States, and I looked at them and thought, I, I don't like, well, carrying them on the back of a spare wheel, that's something that wraps around the spare wheel. Look, it's a good place. I mean, at the end of the day, well, I like that. it's out of your vehicle, it's got a big sort of bag on it, you can throw it in a plastic bag, crush all the tins, because they take no space. Yes, I, we, you know, I, crush I always crush the tins, yep. and then I put them in there, and then it, when I, you can get a lot of rubbish in that bag. And then when you pass the town, you're not actually making any, it's not unhygienic. Mm. And you're actually getting rid of the rubbish mm. in the right place. Yeah. So it's yeah. so important that when you come in to a campsite and you can leave it where you, you don't know you've actually been there. Mm. The fire's covered, mm. you've buried the ashes, mm. there's no rubbish left around. Mm. And it, it's, just, it's just a great way yeah. to leave nature. The trash bags that hang on the back of spare wheels, I find also very useful for carrying dirty stuff like uh, a cooking grid, for yeah. example. Yeah, it's right. a perfect place for a cooking grid because it. Uh, well, you know that, or slip way. it into a PVC bag. That works quite well too. Yeah. Depending on where you put it. Mm. And uh, but yes, ideally, mm. it's a perfect place to keep those sort mm. of items. Uh, yeah, and the other thing is never to put foodstuffs. It's not really in the same subject, but it's a similar subject putting foodstuffs inside tents that you're sleeping in is a bad idea, particularly in Africa. Well, baboons, eh? um, monkeys and baboons will come in and they will, you would not believe how easily you could be camping and the baboons will come and they'll ransack or sabotage your camp for yeah, food. Well, yeah. you, you just, one minute in, you're looking yeah. around, the next minute they've come in, they've ambushed your camp yeah. and your food scattered everywhere. Uh, last year in Zambia at a, at a public campsite, I had a loaf of bread and I had taken it out 
literally taken it out and put it on a on the table and I turned around and it was gone. Yeah. Baboon took it. And they were waiting. They were waiting around the back side of the vehicle, waiting to pounce. Yeah, they knew yeah. that they I was going to take out. Soft and I, and I'm aware of baboons. I know about baboons and the buggers got me. And well, I was so actually, angry with myself because I knew they were around, but I wasn't vigilant enough. You kick yourself. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're almost worth worse with women because they know a woman is in their they're, culture or yes. their species yes is the weak of the two yes so they'll treat us the same yes and they will they will really and in fact story. in fact when i was in zambia last year kate your daughter uh, my daughter she's 19 right she no, she no she was 18 at the time and a um a troop of vervet monkeys used her as a shield they were arguing and squabbling and they actually attacked her they actually started circling around her and attacked her. Gosh, that's terrible. And it was, she was absolutely terrified and I sprinted out. And she was female, that's your kettle. My kettle. <clears throat> I'll finish the story. <clears throat> so, um, and she was absolutely terrified and, and as the female, she was the weaker. And those vervet monkeys were not threatened by her in the, in the least degree until I came charging along and then they fled. So it was actually quite scary. That's our little thing about rubbish and handling animals around the camp.